is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, we have very important data and information to disclose to you. Um, things that I believe will open your eyes even further. But more importantly, as you spread this information far and wide, and it's your duty to do that, by the way, as you spread this information far and wide, we pray and we trust that you will pray that this information will find its way into the hearts and minds of people who are out there in large numbers in America and around the world. But they're out there in large numbers in America. You know them. I know them. There are friends, family, people, co-workers, people we talk to. They're all over the place. But you see, we can't see into their hearts or minds. We don't know what's really going on. So our job is to prayerfully plant the seeds of truth and knowledge in them and trust that those seeds will find their way to people whose hearts and minds are secretly open, secretly questioning, secretly doubting the official narrative. Because you see, the entire human race, and that includes some massive percentage of so-called born-again evangelical Christians as well, the overwhelming percentage of the human race, and even in America, is literally under the captivity or in the captivity of what can only be described as a trance, as like a, like a hypnotic state that, that blocks them from seeing what is obvious. But here's the good news. This is the good news, and this is why there's hope. Because there has been so much upheaval, because there have been so many contradictions and people caught in lie after lie after lie, the, all these people who, who appear to be sleepwalking, some of them, a significant percentage of them, are starting to open their eyes and see. I mean, how many athletes do you need to drop dead on the, field, on the playing fields on live television? In sports like uh, football, soccer, and other sports. I mean, dropping dead on the field. How many do you need? How many do you need uh, to know uh, people? Every time I hear about somebody famous dying or whatever, or when I find out that somebody just died, if I can and if I have the time, I always inquire into people are very defensive, so you've got to be really delicate about this. I inquire into whether or not they potentially got the vaccine because I want to know. I want to know for the sake of my survival, your survival, and the survival of our loved ones. I want to know the truth, and the truth will set, set us free. Okay, so um, there is an article that I read in Global Research by Peter Koenig, and I've spoken with him at conferences. We've, we've spoken together at a number of conferences. His articles are always excellent, but this one is, is exceptionally excellent. And uh, I'm going to read some of it because uh, it's well written. So the title of the article in Global Research by Peter Koenig is uh, Look Up, Wake Up, People, You Are Being Suicided at Warp Speed. Now, uh, that's, that's a pretty uh, inflammatory statement, but the, but the tragedy is it's true. So this was first published, I guess, in December 14th, 2022. I'm not sure. Well, in any case, it just came out again, May 20th, 2023. 
So I'm going to read you his, his opening paragraph. I'll shorten it. I'll listen carefully, because, because what he's describing is a metaphor based on a movie which I haven't seen called Don't Look Up. And, and the, the concept of the movie is that there's this asteroid hurtling towards planet Earth, and when this asteroid collides into planet Earth, it's going to obliterate planet Earth. So he uses the, the metaphor of a deadly asteroid uh, approaching planet Earth. So keep that in mind as I, as I read this to you, and, and it'll make, hopefully it'll make it simpler. And, and here he's writing in parody form about the fact that, that even with this so-called asteroid moving right at planet Earth, what people do, instead of dealing with it in any remote, logical, survival-based way, what people are doing in this account is they're, they're just refusing to look up at the sky because they don't want to see this massive asteroid as it comes nearer to the Earth because it means the end of the human race. Now, that's what he's using for symbolism. So I'm going to read it to you. Don't look up, lest you could see what nobody wants you to see, namely the big lie. As time goes on and Agenda 2030, alias the WEF's Great Reset, progresses, the asteroid approaching Mother Earth is ever moving closer, is an ever greater risk for the destruction of our planet. It's ever more obvious, and we all feel it. We feel the heat of the approaching meteor. Yes, we are afraid to look up. We are even told that there is a comet approaching that could destroy, that could destroy all of us. We are scared, but we don't look up to see the ever-growing enormity, because if we would, we would have to take measures to stop the meteor from hitting our planet. Now, right there, he has captured the basic problem, as well, I, I guess the film did, I haven't seen it. He's captured the basic problem, and one that I've explained on the Paul McGuire Report constantly, constantly, for over 45 years. Okay, that's a long time. 45 years, and it's really longer than that. I'm just shaving off a number of years because people just don't believe it. When I tell people the actual years that I really was researching and studying and reading books and on this quest for truth, nobody believes it. Doug Hagman believes it. And I tell him thank you. He believes it because he knows me. He's interviewed me for countless hours. We've talked privately on the phone. He knows that, that I've researched at that level. And so do other people who are close to me because they can see it. They, they, they see the library of books that I've per personally written, over 46 books, thousands of articles. Now, the articles and the books and the commentaries and the TV stuff and the Internet stuff and all the rest, this is not uh, an exaggeration even. Even to the smallest percentage, it's not an exaggeration. By the grace of God, I have reached millions and millions of people over my lifetime with this message of what's really going on and the message of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, that is true. If you don't believe me or whatever, that's your privilege. But I stand before God with a clean conscience, knowing that however imperfectly, however imperfectly, I gave it my all. And by the grace of God, I reach millions of people, warning them. And I, am, I get bombarded in the last year or two or three 
from people who have been following my message, my books, my ministry, my radio, and all the rest of that stuff. They've been following me for 20 years or more, 25 years or more. And some have followed me longer than that. But they always say, everything you warned us about, Paul, is now coming true right before our eyes. You see, they stuck with me. They knew I was speaking the truth. There were a lot of people, and they just, you know, they just didn't want to look up, to use that metaphor. They didn't want to look at what was happening. So, so they attempted to, to, to denounce me and to discredit me. I, I run the risk of sounding like I'm bragging when I'm going to respond to, to, to the people who uh, attempted to discredit me and uh, denounce me uh, in, in various different ways. First of all, by the grace of God, and it, 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 you know, this is, was, it wasn't a microwave fix, but, but I really have. I can tell you today, I have begun in the last number of years to, to I can't say completely or totally forgive them, but to substantially have forgiven them. And that's a huge thing. The thing is that if, you, if your mind was locked in that little tiny box that I'm always talking about of consciousness, it's very hard to break through the tiny box of what you've been programmed to think and really look at the big picture, or what Peter Koenig refers to as looking up at this giant meteor metaphor crashing into the earth. Okay. He continues, yet we are afraid to look up. We are even told there is a comet approaching, and it could destroy uh, us all. And, and remember, the key thing here is this. He writes, and this is what I've been talking about for decades, and he says it so eloquently, I had to read it to you. Quote, and we all feel it. We feel the heat of the approaching meteor. In other words, he's saying, you can't deny it. It's everywhere. The evidence of it is everywhere. And um, he, he analyzes why we are collectively afraid to look up or open our eyes to what's really happening. And this is what he says. Because if we would, we would have to take measures to stop the meteor from hitting our planet. See, I've said this for years, but he has said it very eloquently here. This is the real reason why people want their eye, to keep their eyes shut. Stanley Kubrick, the, the great director who disclosed so much truth in his movies, and be advised, some of his movies, his last movie was extremely graphic, and I don't recommend it for that reason. But the title of the movie was Eyes Wide Shut. And again, I don't recommend it because it's very graphic. But he was exposing the reality of Illuminati rituals. Because at one time in his life, he was an insider. And, and, and the title of the movie, Eyes Wide Shut, refers to the fact that millions of people theoretically have their eyes open, but they can't see anything. So, so he uses this phrase, Eyes Wide Shut. Instead of eyes wide open, it, it appears that your eyes are, are wide open, but in reality, they're eyes wide shut. You're, you're, you're not acknowledging the truth, which is literally at this time in our history, shouting at us, screaming at us uh, to, to, to wake us up. Okay. And, and one of the root reasons is people don't want to look at it because then they would have to face it. They would have to engage it. They would have to deal with it. They would have to do something about it. And, and I understand that. 
Okay, you have to you have to understand that that I'm compassionate about that. I understand that we all look. Not a single one of us, including me, we all struggle with that. We all do, and no matter how great you think somebody is, they are privately struggling with that because it's a what it requires is 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 completely uh, changing your perspective, and 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 what's keeping you locked in. In the, in the denial perspective, the denial of the truth perspective, or the don't look up perspective, or the eyes wide shut perspective, what's keeping you locked into that are powerful forces, both natural and supernatural, and things like uh, propaganda, brainwashing, mind control, the wanting to be part and accepted by the group, all these powerful psychological dynamics. And then the, the huge one is, when you've spent your entire a lifetime from cra- from cradle to however you are now. Nobody uses cradles anymore, but from birth to now, and you've been programmed to see the world in a particular way. It's very difficult to punch through that wall of consciousness to break free from the programming, which has given you a false conception, a false perception about what reality is. You see, you have been sold a lie about what reality really is. And people are married to that. They can't help it. It's like, because it's been put in there so deeply through, through scientific techniques like repetition. Now, I broke out of that at a very young age. And I think I can't, I can't brag about it. I, I would have to say it was the grace of God at work in my life because God was calling me long before I even knew he was calling me or even knew that he existed. God was calling me to communicate the truth about these types of subjects. And that took me many, that took me decades to fully, fully understand. So uh, I don't want to get into that. You can read about that in detail uh, in my book, Power from on High. Okay, so let's continue. Um, So people don't want to just have the, you know, they want to be in their safe space. They want to, They they don't want their comfort disturbed. So he writes, it would disturb our comfort. For what? If we looked up and acknowledged that a meteor was heading towards planet Earth, and we really did that, we really did look up, he writes, it would disturb our comfort. We would have to stand up. We would have to act in unison to muster the strength to bring about a change in the direction of the asteroid to save our planet. Yes, it will disturb your comfort. But as I try to reason and, and communicate to people w- with facts and documentation, this is where the devil and the people who really run our world behind the scenes, the globalist elites or the Luciferian elites, the devil and the elites that serve him um, know that, that people... Um, I want to believe what they've always believed. And Dr. Francis Schaeffer, one of my spiritual fathers, he said that the that that the evangelical Bible-believing church, the Christian church, the Protestant church, and this was 35 years ago, it's it's far worse now. He said that the Christian church in America had to a significant degree um rejected the Word of God, turned away from the Word of God, and 
and the Christian church in America, and it's true, it's even more true today, is, is worshiping idols. Now, the American church, most of our idols are not little statues and stuff. He said they were worship, we are worshiping the idols, and he, called, he named our idols, the American idols, personal peace, prosperity, you know, looking out for number one, our comfort, okay? Those who, that's what we really worship. So our decisions, our actions, what we say and don't say and everything else is predicated upon keeping our personal comfort. And that, if I, that's why when I hear some repentance meeting or intercessory prayer meeting, of which I have led hundreds of them, Paradise Mountain Church, but if I happen to tune in to somebody else's, I'm always listening to, to see and hear, not in judgment, but in discernment. I'm always listening to see and hear, are they repenting of the real sins, the ones that are really, really egregious before God, or are they only repenting of the peripheral, superficial sins? Because the real sin before God is for us to worship idols, like personal peace, prosperity, sex, materialism, etc., etc. That's That's the real thing that we need to deal with. Okay. They, he writes, uh, Peter Koenig, quote, We seemed to be scared out of our minds, so much so that we prefer the ostrich behavior, looking down, even sticking our heads in the sand, not to see the obvious. Literally, and now he spells out what is the obvious, and it is obvious to anybody who is looking at our reality right now, it is obvious, assuming you're sane. Um, literally, the destruction of our lives, the longer we wait, the lesser our chances to deviate the colossal monster approaching us. We know it deep down. Our innermost intuition tells us that there is something mighty wrong with what is approaching. Okay, he continues on. Now, what is he talking about? As we said earlier, he's using this metaphor of this gigantic meteor heading towards planet Earth, and it will, it's going to destroy planet Earth. And so the, the autopilot reaction of most people is not to look up at the meteor coming, because that would, you know, instill people to do something to, to save our lives. So what people do, what Christians do for the most part, is they simply don't look up at the meteor, which is a metaphor of, you know, we have these strange diseases, WMDs, we have the horror the Frankenstein, the bride of Frankenstein, and Dr. Frankenstein's creation, the global reset, which is a nightmare, utopian nightmare. It is a, it is a scientific dictatorship, a totalitarian, totalitarian regime that in the long run will be far more, listen to what I'm saying, because I know what I'm talking about. I spent my lifetime reading and studying and watching and observing. So you can ignore me. Or you can listen. You can discern whether or not I'm telling you the truth, and I'm telling you before God, I am telling you the truth. And some of you, to be blunt, can feel the goosebumps and the chills going up and down your spine and body as I'm talking right now. You can feel it. Your intuition is locked into in with me now. You and I are in sync right now because because in your gut, in your intuition, in the middle of your belly or whatever, however you want to phrase it, you know intuitively that what I'm saying is true. 
And so you're locked in. You're in total sync with me. But will you take the next step? And that is open your eyes and do something about it because you can do something about it. I have devoted my life to this and I can't do it by myself. So I'm asking you directly now, not on behalf of myself, on behalf of you, me, our children, our grandchildren, our nation. I'm asking you to stand with me in doing something about it, specifically. I'm asking you to ask God what you can donate or contribute, and whatever dollar amount or amount the Lord puts on your heart, obey him radically. And pray, be an intercessory prayer warrior for me, the ministry, and the people associated with it, and spread the messages far and wide. I am so tired. It's very, very wearying to be the target of a rigging war, a suppression war. I know for a fact, because I have data to confirm it, that my the numbers on my social media have been rigged for, I guess it took off in a, in a serious way, maybe six, seven years ago. But they keep rigging my numbers. It's because they want to suppress my voice. They want to marginalize me. So I'm, all I'm asking you to do is, is spend a couple of minutes and sign up for my e-blast. I don't give you information to anyone. Sign up for my, my rumble and all the rest of the social media that you use. And you'll notice, people will email me and say, I signed up, you know, to your e-blast, and I thank God for them. So, so then I check the numbers. You know, if I get a whole bunch of people in like a period of a week saying they've signed up, blah, 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 which does happen. I, I look at, even Rumble is suspicious, because I don't see, I know people aren't dropping out. I don't see um, the fact that people are signing up. Uh, to my e-blast and social media, I don't see, I often don't see evidence of it in the various social media. Now, you say, well, then why bother? I've never taken that attitude. Because if you continue and you don't give up, and that's something my father taught me. He didn't verbalize a whole lot of teaching to me, but the things he did verbalize to me um, have stuck with me my entire life. And one thing he said to me when I was a young boy, about success, about achieving your goals. And he literally said it this way to me. He said, Paul, whatever you do, whatever your goal is, whatever you want to achieve, he said to me, he said it just like this, don't give up. Keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. And he went on for a long time with the keep at it. And then he said, never give up, never give up. You just keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. And that's a principle. Because what he said is eventually, it could take years, it could take decades, eventually you will break through if you keep at it, you keep at it, you keep at it. And now that's not, you know, the, the most brilliant psychological dissertation of motivation, but I, he's my dad, and I just, I ran with that. And, he, and where he got that principle of truth from, that was the inner, inner motivation that he used that enabled him to become the second fastest man in the United States of America in college track. Um, He was a long-distance runner and the second fastest man in the United States for the University of Missouri. And he would tell me the way he would run is that he would just just raw animal instinct. And when he ran, he would run his guts out. 
You've seen other athletes do that too. They play the game so hard, so fierce, that literally, when they finish the athletic endeavor, even if they win a gold medal or whatever, many times they'll they'll go off, attempt to be private and 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 vomit because of the enormous tension and stress in their gut that they had to tap into to 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 accomplish the race or accomplish their goal. So he would tell me how he would run with with you know his guts just wrapped up and tightened like iron. And by by sheer willpower and the grace of God, he just kept at it. And then he, you know, would win race after race after race. But he said oftentimes you know, even though he was like big, big guy on campus and stuff, he, he, after the races, he would try to sneak away and he would have to vomit. Because when you're going by sheer willpower and guts and intestinal fortitude, you're running on, on, a, you're not an animal, obviously, but you're running on your animal type energy. I, I, I mean that, uh, not, you know, within, with certain restrictions. Okay. So we as Christians, we have to keep at it. We keep at it. And that's why I've based my ministry on God's principles. But that principle of tenacity is a biblical principle. It's all over the Bible. You keep at it. You don't give up. You keep at it, even if it's decades. You understand what I'm saying? And eventually, eventually, with God's grace and by God's power, if you keep at it, you keep at it, you keep at it, you will. You will prevail. And the enemy will fall before your feet. And you will triumph. And I'm saying that to you now, under a prophetic anointing of the Holy Spirit. And those words that I just spoke to you apply to America, and they apply to any circumstance or challenge or obstacle or adversity you may be facing in your life. You keep at it in faith. You keep at the prayers. You keep at the word. You keep at it. You keep at it doing everything you can do in your human strength. And you keep at it by relying on God's supernatural power. You never come to the place where you stop. You keep at it, you keep at it, you keep at it, and God's power will reside on you as you believe him, and you will obliterate the obstacles, the strongholds, and you will get to taste the sweet taste and experience the joy of victory. I experienced it in my own ministry after being denounced, opposed, challenged, called names for decades. God bless me anyway. God bless me anyway. God would continually raise me up when I would be opposed, especially by religious leaders. The more I spoke the truth, <laughs> the more I spoke the truth, the more opposition. I wasn't. I spoke the truth in love, and but I also spoke boldly. That means I told the truth. Now people don't like that, but I kept at it. And now, because of the massive changes in our world that have happened in the last number of years and accelerated, you know, in the last three years and two years, there is so much upheaval that people are starting for the first time, even hard-hearted Christians and hard-hearted Christian leaders, they're starting to, for the first time in their lives, they're beginning, many are opening their eyes and they can see. Many are starting to open their eyes. Many are thinking or considering about opening their eyes. There has been a cosmic shift in the collective perception in the United States of America. And so, even though for decades I preached, I taught with thorough documentation the reality of what is happening now, because I knew it was coming, because I did my homework, I endured the adversity, the insults, the attacks. I kept at it, I kept at it, I kept at it. And now, 
after decades, I get calls continually, or I hear somebody say something about me in this ministry in, in alternative media, and they, some of them were, couldn't see. Now they can see. And more and more people are becoming awake. So I have got, I've begun to experience the victory, okay? I labor in the field like you have, fighting an opponent. And the opponent were spirits behind things like unbelief and uh, doubt and fear and pride. That's what I was really fighting. That's what was really coming against me. But I've been able to enjoy victory. And all my partners over these years, everyone who has ever prayed for me or donated or given or contributed, anyone who has ever uh, given up a couple of minutes to sign our different social media, to, to join our social media, to like, to follow our social media, spread it far and wide. Every single one of those people are going to share in the soul-winning blessing at the judgment seat of Christ, the soul-winner's crown. Every person who stood with me, who helped to empower me, who partnered with me, or went on and ran with the truth, um, will receive a reward in heaven. Because God, listen, God knows. He's all-seeing and all-knowing. He knows every act of sacrifice, no matter how little a thing you, you think you may have done. You know, it, that, that little thing of obedience that you may think was no big deal, you forgot about it, you may get to heaven and discover that little act of obedience that you thought was no big deal ended up changing the world through, through a succession of events that will blow your mind. That will blow your mind. So that's why in God's eyes, the little acts of obedience, along with the big acts of obedience, they're both needed. I remember the, the people, the Jesus people, the people that were sold out to Jesus, so they were somewhat radical on the campus of the university, who, who, who God told them, go after him, me, and win, win him to Christ. They were unsung heroes. And they used to tell me stuff, and, and, and I heard it all the time, but you know, I didn't really believe it, I'll be honest with you, because I wasn't even saved at the time. And they would say, you know, Paul, God's going to use you, and you're going to reach uh, you know, millions of people across the world. When they said that to me, that went in one ear and out the other ear, because I couldn't imagine that in, in a million years, based upon where I was at the time. And they said other things that were prophetic. And guess what? As the decades went by, amazingly beyond any uh, natural belief of my own, amazingly, by God's grace, by God's grace, amazingly, what they prophesied about my life came true. And, I, and any, if anybody's stunned, it's me. So I told you that. To tell you this, when the Bible says, despise not the day of small beginnings, no, no matter how obscure a place you may be in, no matter how unrecognized you may be, no matter how tearful you may be in your endless struggle against spiritual forces of wickedness in your own life, your family, your loved ones, your children, your grandchildren, your job, your nation, no matter how hard the battle is, you have attempted to, to stay true. And God is going to reward you and bless you. And so hang in there and keep at it, keep at it, and keep at it. Now, let's be honest, theologically, many times God will give you the privilege of seeing the victory down here on earth. But there are some things, and only God knows what those things are, 
that you will not see the, the full fulfillment of the answers to your prayers until you get to heaven. But when you get to heaven, your mind is going to be blown because guess what? God didn't forget. And he didn't forget those small, seemingly insignificant prayers. The people, the handful of people who led me to Christ and were patient with me, and they prophesied over me. When nobody was looking. But their investment in me, and if you were going to invest in somebody, I would not, I'm telling you, back then, when I was a radical, counterculture, new age, altered states of consciousness, atheist, all the rest of that stuff, back then, I would not have been your first choice. If you judge me based on what I was back then, I, I would say I, I was definitely, <laughs> I'm being, trying to be kind to myself, I was definitely a long shot investment. But guess what? They obeyed God, and they kept at it. I, I ignored them. I insulted them. You know, I was really not a nice guy. But they, but they planted the seeds in me that, that caused me to come to Christ. And guess what? They didn't win just one guy, Paul McGuire, to Christ. They won a guy to Christ by totally the grace of God. No boasting can even remotely be applicable. I had nothing to do with it in terms of some virtue on my part. But by, by the grace of God, this long shot investment, me, not a, not, a, not a likely candidate to win millions of people, to influence millions of people around the world for Jesus Christ and a biblical worldview. Yep, it came true. It came true. And my friends of many generations, my secular friends, their minds are blown like, like a stick of dynamite. Okay, so I'm saying that to you. Keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. The Lord sees you. The Lord will reward you both down here on earth, but sometimes the big rewards will come in heaven. But you keep at it, you stay faithful, and God will empower you. you know, and, not, and not only that, what I discovered, the safest place to be is to even walk in, in, into the middle of danger, assuming you're using your common sense and following the Lord. And I've discovered when you're obeying the Lord and stepping out and willing to endure rejection and stuff, guess what? You're entering. Let me tell you, I'm so excited about this. I'm going to share with you a treasure that if you apply it by faith, it'll blow your mind and bless your life. When you make the decision to obey God and you step out and you keep at it, you keep at it, and you keep moving and doing what God tells you to do, despite rejection and insults and mockery and everything else, guess what happens? This is what happens. And I want you to receive it by faith. It's the biggest gift besides salvation that I could probably give you. And I'm giving it to you now with rejoicing because I know what it's going to accomplish in your life. So here it is, and I want you to receive it. When you step out by faith and obey God and endure hardship and do what he tells you to do, and you keep at it, you keep at it, you keep at it, guess what happens? You enter the secret place of the Most High by faith. That's right. I said it to you. I want you to receive it. Enter the secret place of the Most High by faith. Now, don't ask me how to do it, because I just told you how to do it. Childlike faith. Just say, okay, by faith, I enter the secret place of the Most High God. And you receive it. It's, it's not any more complicated than receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you will discover that now, or if you did it in the past, Many of you, this is the first time you willfully entered the secret place of the Most High God. Now that you've entered the secret place of the Most High God, you're going to discover that as you obey God, your fear begins to disappear, 
and you discover something amazing, which I discovered when this happened to me, and I entered the secret place of the Most High God. I understood that there, that the God Almighty, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he was watching my back 24-7. Time after time, I should have been taken out, taken down, denounced, disgraced. And time after time, Jesus and the angelic armies were watching my back. They were covering my back. They had my back. And, they're going, and I promise you, because God's not a liar and he's, and he's not a respecter of persons, God will watch your back. And that is a priceless resource in a time like this. Ooh, my Lord, am I anointed under the power of the Holy Spirit is just drenching the studio. And I don't care if you think I'm crazy nuts or looney tunes. I'll debate you anywhere or anytime, but be, pre- but be prepared. Be, and I mean this lovingly. Be prepared to be dropped. That's not boasting. That's 55 years of research and study and preparation against maybe a couple of minutes of research and study. So, you know, I'm going to stop there before I get carried away. Okay, so the metaphor of this meteor coming down to planet Earth, ready to destroy everything. There, we have to break through the barrier of unbelief and lies and denial erected by the mystery Babylon system, which has been installed into America and installed into the other nations of of the Earth. That is why if you look carefully and know what you're looking for, you can see on a huge percentage of the corporate logos of the biggest globalist corporations in the world, you can see in your face hardcore occultic Illuminati symbols, statements, colors, images of every kind. Everything from a famous coffee company that serves their coffee and on their cups. That's not just some woman. Uh, that's not just some queen. That's a specific queen. That's ISIS. Why is ISIS on the cover of a coffee cup? And ISIS was the prostitute wife of Nimrod, and Nimrod and his wife Isis, the queen of heaven. That's a picture of the queen of heaven on your coffee cup. The queen of heaven and Nimrod, the phallic symbol, the Washington Monument, the Cleopatra's Needle in Central Park, uh, monuments uh, by the, the Vatican, phallic symbol and the womb symbols, Nimrod and the Queen of Heaven, Isis, or Semiramis, who is the Queen of Heaven, Mystery Babylon, the great harlot system, that the kings of the earth, the super wealthy, the trillionaires, they fornicate with Mystery Babylon, the great harlot. Why? Because she is a representation of the power of the Luciferian system on earth, also known as the New World Order, which was first birthed in ancient Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel or Babel. And um, that's where Mystery Babylon was birthed. And when you study the book of Genesis or you read, for example, my book with Troy Anderson, The Babylon Code or, or Power from on High or the other books, you see we give you a detailed explanation of this. Babylon and Mystery Babylon was the birthplace of the world's first new world order because it had a mystery Babylon, one world government, one world religion, and one world economic system. That is what is emerging once again right before our very eyes. Eyes wide shut or eyes wide open. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. And the global reset is, a, is the return of the new world order. They just rebranded it. 
The new world order, of course, is a one world government, one world economic system, one world religion. So they rebranded it as the Great Reset, which is a one world government, one world religion, one world economic system, and a cashless, electronic, wireless surveillance society that needs a nanochip implant, a neuro implant, biochip implant, the mark of the beast 666, the Antichrist and the false prophet. Nobody can buy or sell unless they receive the mark, which is in my opinion, either a microchip implant, a nanochip implant, a DNA modification implant, a, a, a neural implant, and they step by step are putting, they're, they're, they're erecting this beast system right before our very eyes. So you can keep, you can look up, which means you, you look at it and you recognize the danger and you do something about it. I can't do anything about it because because it's Bible prophecy. Yeah, it is Bible prophecy, but you can't do something about it. You need to be slapped lovingly in the face, and I'm not telling anybody to do that to you. I'm using that as a metaphor. But lovingly, you need to be slapped in the face, or somebody needs to dump a bucket of freezing cold water on your head so you wake up. Wake up. God did not create you and give you this life and give you your normally intelligent brain to be a zombie and live in zombie land. What's that disgusting, perverse, lewd, episodic TV with zombies everywhere? I forgot. I saw, I didn't even watch it. I was on a plane flying to, uh, what was I flying to? I was flying to either Paris or, or Jerusalem. And this guy sitting in front of me from England with a big mouth and a big voice, I, I can't help but noticing his, the movement of the TV screen on the back of his chair that he's watching. And it's this disgusting zombie movie that's like sick. It's unbelievable. God didn't create you to live in that reality. Okay, so you have to face the danger or you can't do anything about the danger. And you have to remember that the enemy, the evil one, he is known as Satan is the father of lies. So they're using lies. They're using sorcery. They're using technology. They're using scientific mind control. To, to amplify neurologically your sense of cognitive dissonance, your sense of being paralyzed by fear, your sense of mental confusion. They're stirring it up and they're transmitting it into you on a wireless level. And the transmitting technologies, they're using everyday technologies that are capable of broadcasting or transmitting into your body, brain, and spirit specific electromagnetic frequencies that do different bad things. They do very evil, very bad, very nasty things. Now, electromagnetic frequencies can be used to do very good things, including healing and other stuff. But you have to be very discerning because there's a lot of EMF technologies that are functionally wolves in sheep's clothing. So you got to use discernment. But you got to ask yourself, look at the big picture, face reality. Okay, so let's do this equation. We did it the other day. We're going to do it now because it's fun and it's going it's to slam dunk proof to you that, you know, we're talking about truth. Okay, so this is the deal, okay? Very simple. The announcements about what 5G and the 5G cell towers and the announcement of 5G and cell phones and laptops and all kinds of uh, electronic devices was being celebrated and promoted in a big way. 
people began to acquire, even back a couple of years ago, 5G technology. Yet, at the same time 5G is spreading, a strange thing begins to happen in America and the rest of the world. And that strange thing is there's the emergence of some strange, they say it's a virus. I don't know, they're not even sure about that. Some strange disease epidemic that they call COVID is, is spreading in pandemic form all across the United States and the world. And it, it, it's causing a lot of people to have problems and drop dead and stuff like that. So you do the math with me. Electromagnetic frequency, okay? 5G is simply a quantum leap from traditional uh, electromagnetic frequency technology. Like cell phones before 5G would operate in 4G, 3G, and 2G. Far less power. When you get into 5G, it's a massive amplification of electromagnetic frequency power. And depending upon what kind of frequencies you're broadcasting, you can cause disease, cause depression, cause hostility, cause nervousness, cause nightmares, cause insomnia, cause a full spectrum of diseases and, and bodily malfunctions and psychological and psychiatric malfunctions. Because the frequencies can broadcast disease, insanity, and other stuff, okay, depending upon what frequency you're using. Also, 5G operates in the realm of, of what the military uses when they use their uh, silent sound technology to disperse a crowd. They use what's called non-lethal um, frequencies. They're non-lethal, but they make people feel like their body is burning in a fire and people run as fast as they can. And it's used for crowd dispersal. And it, it can also be used to whip up a crowd into hysteria. Frequency is what determines it. Now, it's not an accident that about 15, 18 years ago, approximately, I didn't know that frequencies and frequency would be such a massively huge, important truth. So about 18 years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart in a still small voice, and he told me, Paul, I want you to research. I want you to do a deep dive on EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, and frequencies. Oh, yeah, I knew about uh, uh, harp up in Alaska and stuff like that. But no, the Lord wanted me to take a deep dive. So I took a deep dive, and a deep dive is a deep dive, okay? And I discovered that frequencies are everything, and that you and I in this particular physical realm reality are in fact on a, a subatomic quantum level. Our very existence in this material world is that we are, our existence comes from the fact that we are a projection of specific electromagnetic frequencies, and that each person alive has their own specific, identical, and unique electromagnetic frequency number that your body and brain broadcast 24-7. It's just as unique as your fingerprint or your thumbprint. Nobody else has your thumbprint or fingerprint, and nobody else has the specific frequency that your body is broadcasting 24-7. People don't know that. So with sensitive electronic surveillance instruments, not only can they track you through GPS and all the rest of that stuff, they can locate you in a room or locate you anywhere because they can determine from satellite 
the difference between your specific frequency number and somebody else's. So everything is frequency. Now, frequencies can be used for good or bad. But in the hands of a satanic Luciferian elite that has openly admitted, and I have quoted them, the leaders of the Luciferian globalist elite, I have quoted them and documented them in my books, like Power from on High, like The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, like um, Conquering the Matrix, like The Day the Dollar Died, like A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, and other books, and other books. I've documented all this stuff. I've researched it for decades. And you have people like Zbigniew Brzezinski, the co-founder of Rockefeller's Trilateral Commission. He's up there with Kissinger, Rothschild, and Rockefeller. He's dead now. He wrote in his book in 1976, Between Two Ages, he called for and said, we are going to have an electronic surveillance society in which every single citizen is constantly monitored via electronic surveillance. This is what he said openly in his book. And I quote him word for word. And then he said, and, and on top of that, we are going to control the minds of every citizen. We're going to con totally control the minds of every citizen by, electron by electronic frequencies, electromagnetic frequencies. So we're going to have a dictatorship, he said, by a technocratic elite, which means a technological slash scientific elite. And we're going to use electromagnetic frequencies for both surveillance and mind control. That is making humanity a slave. And he he's, he's not a sideshow. He's a key, he was a key leader among the globalist elite. So why would they do this? Well, this is, what, this is what we have to face. Because what you have to understand, that within significant parameters, within significant parameters, God has given us the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That means the supernatural weapons that God has given us are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are satanic technologies, satanic ideas, satanic brainwashing that enslaves the masses and enslaves Christians. So the weapons of our warfare are not merely human carnal weapons. God has given us. Why? We don't, we don't, we, we don't want to cop to this. We want to be flower children. God didn't call us to be hippie flower children. He called us to be involved in spiritual warfare. He called us to, to engage in spiritual warfare with unseen powers, principalities and powers, the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places, Demon demonic entities and uh, Nephilim, Rephaim, and fallen angels. So we have weapons that are more powerful than anything the technology of the elite possesses. More powerful than CERN, which is a, a demonic portal from another dimension. More powerful than the World Health Organization, with their statue of the goddess Shiva, the destroyer of worlds, dancing on their desk as they secretly, secretly practice Luciferian rituals. We have spiritual weapons that are more powerful than any ritual can conjure up. You understand what I'm saying? So we got to believe it. we got to own it. we got to act on it. It's not playtime. It's not fantasy time. Own the truth. Own the truth. Possess the truth. That's another way of saying it. Now, listen up. Listen up. 
Your life depends on it. And the life of your kids, your freedom. You want to you spend your retirement beginning at who knows what age. You may be forced to retire at a young age or an older age. I don't know. But if things continue on the track that they are going on right this second, and if you study history like I have and written about it for you, I've broken it down in my books like, like uh, The Greatest Battle, you can know with 100% certainty where this retirement plan will take you. Oh, yeah, you're going to be lied to. These people are liars because they're, they're children of the father of lies. And remember, communism, Marxism, and socialism, and totalitarianism are always built on unabashed lies and lying. That's why they use the term, by any means necessary, including lying. So they're going to look at you right in the face and sucker punch you until you collapse. And this is what they're going to say to you, flat out lies like, in their futuristic utopia, which they're calling the Great Reset, they, they literally came out over and over and over and over and over again and said to Americans and people all around the world, you will own nothing, but you will never be happier in your whole life. So what they were telling you, if you had your eyes wide open, was that they're going to bring in totalitarian, communist, Marxist, Luciferian dictatorship in which nobody will own anything, just like in communist China. And then here's the lie. They give you the, the poison, but they, you swallow it because they package it in the lie, and they say, but you'll never be happier in your life, which, of course, is the ultimate lie. You will, you will shed endless tears. There will be no end to the tears and the sobbing and the convulsive weeping that you, you will experience if you have to taste the fruit of the, of the tree you planted seeds for, because you, 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 you rebelled against God and you wouldn't move forward when God was calling you, like now, baby, now. You may not have tomorrow. I walked into the grocery store. This has happened to me many times. God speaks to me in the supermarket, in Walmart, in the large grocery stores. God is constantly speaking to me. I don't want to portray myself as some kind of Moses on the mountain. I'm just an ordinary person, but I'm not going to lie and tell you God doesn't speak to me about the future. Because he does. And if you don't like it, put it in your pot pipe and smoke it. And, and catch a buzz so you don't have to look at reality eyes wide open. Eyes wide open. This is what they're lying. They're saying you'll never be happier in your life. That's a total lie. If that was true, why is everybody in a communist nation where you're not allowed to own anything, why are they all miserable? Why does communism have to murder and they keep covering up the number. But if when you add up the death toll of communist China, Cuba, communist Cuba, communist Russia, and nations like that, they have killed hundreds and hundreds of millions of people of their own people. They shot them to death. They starved them to death. They tortured them to death. That is not, those are not a bunch of happy campers. You've never been happier in your life. Propaganda is outrageous because the more outrageous the propaganda is, psychology tells us, and this is, comes from Adolf Hitler and his wicked but evil mind control scientists, and they understood this demonic principle. And the demonic principle is this. The bigger the lie they tell you, the more likely it is that the average middle-class, working-class person will believe the big lie. And furthermore, their research concluded that the bigger the lie is, 
the more outrageous the lie is, the more likely it will be accepted in an unquestionable manner by the working class and the middle class. It's a psychological principle. I, I, I explain it in my book, but I can't, I don't have time right now. So they're lying to you. You're, this is where you're going. You're not going to be happier than you've ever been in your life. Unless you consider living in, in, a, in a best case scenario in an environment like the one portrayed in the movie Elysium with Matt Damon, a science fiction future where planet Earth is a ghetto and the elite have escaped, have escaped to a Garden of Eden-like massive space station that, that is orbiting the Earth. No, you, you're not going to get off that easy. What happened to all the people in the totalitarian dictatorship revolutions in history. History tells you what's going to happen with mathematical precision. So what, what's the end game for communist Russia, communist China, communist Cuba, communist Cambodia, and all the other communist Marxist nations? What is the end game they all share? Nobody's happy. They're totally miserable. They have no freedom. And they are either shot to death, killed, sent to mental hospitals, sent to concentration camps, millions and millions are sent to concentration camps in places like Siberia with sub-zero temperatures. Concentration camps, except unfortunately in my endless research, I, I just happened to run into research on this particular company that made its billions of dollars in profit inventing new technologies for concentration camps. So it all revolves around a chip implant embedded into you, and if you attempt to escape, you can only go a certain amount of feet or a certain amount of yards, and then you might get a, a warning high-voltage shock through your body. But if you insist upon, upon trying to break out, you will, through, through an electromagnetic frequency and the chip implant in you, you will, you will fry, you will die with, with a zap of... EMF frequency power. You just drop dead. So, you know, the great escape movie, what was that, Steve Queen and all the stuff where they dug a tunnel and stuff? Good luck. Good luck. You've got to fight a spiritual battle now because now is the time. There is no other time but now. Okay. Now, this I know is probably causing some people's head to reel. You take a deep breath in and out. Pray because you've got to face this. If you face it, you'll be free. You're being lied to with the UN agenda and their new Green Deal and their promises of paradise. You are being lied to by propagandists who are experts at brainwashing stupid, naive people. Things like social justice is a lie. It's a mythology. They're not going to give you social justice. They're going to give you street justice at best. They're going to give you hell on earth. Read, they're telling you openly in the UN documents, in the globalist documents, in the Luciferian, they call it the plan. And I write about, I expose it and I write about it in my books. Get the books for crying out loud. They call their evil plan for planet Earth and America, they literally call it the plan. And it's, it's a Luciferian occultic dictatorship. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. Before we continue, I have more explosive information to share with you. You need, please, you need to spread this message, message far and wide. We're in a battle for the hearts and minds of mankind. The only way it's won is through influence, by giving the facts to people, by giving the truth to people. That's the only thing that, that creates change. 
screaming at them, it's useless. You've got to be strategic. And so I have resources for you. You go to paulmcguire.us, overwhelmingly, the, the largest percentage of resources we have on the website are free, absolutely free. So all the social media platforms, all the uh, videos, all the uh, radio archives, all the uh, prophecy video archives, the, the, the hundreds of articles with pictures and charts, and on and on and on and on. And all the books. I looked at the books. We're giving them away at 30, 34% discount. So grab it now while they're being discounted. I mean, you know, when you're giving your books away, plus you're paying, we, the ministry is paying for the postage. We pay for the postage. We're giving you a 34% discount. You do the math. How many of you think those books are going out for free? You'll never hear me talk about it. I'm not even saying it right now because I don't want to, I just don't want to do that. But how many books do you think we distribute in actuality for free? You do the math. And know that all of the shipments of books, because we get a lot of requests from the European Union nations and other nations. The average shipment of books that we send over to, to people that live on different continents, that when we do it as pure ministry, well, everything we do is pure ministry, but, but this, we, it, we lose on average $100 to 100, and, let's just say on average $125. We lose $125 on average just to pay for the shipping and the handling of sending, you know, 10 books or whatever overseas, because the price is, is to ship is very, very high. So uh, not only are we, you can do the math there too. We're not, we're not, in this case, in the foreign sales case, we're not, we're not making money is not even a consideration. We're losing money intentionally because I know they don't have access to the truth like we have, to the degree we have. So I'm planting seeds of truth. And that's all I'm going to say, because if I talk any further, uh, I'll violate my own inner conscience. All I need to say is, I need you, you're my brother and sister in Christ. You feel the call like I feel the call. And I'm asking you, in, in the name of Jesus Christ, as your brother in Christ, I'm asking you, to whatever the Lord places on your heart, whether he places it on your heart today or at an unexpected moment or in the middle of the night. I see, the reason I ask for donations this way is because I fundamentally trust the fact that the majority of people in my core audience, the people who really are with me, I trust the fact that you as an individual are the kind of person that when God puts something on your heart, like what to give in terms of a donation or gives you a burden to pray for me in the ministry or or urges you to to sign up to the e-blessed and spread our messages far and wide. I trust in this fact that you are in a personal relationship with Jesus and that you listen to Jesus and that you love Jesus. I trust in the fact that my core audience loves Jesus more than anything. And because you love Jesus more than anything, I can trust you on a level that I couldn't if I had a more secular audience or a secular audience, period. I know because I used to have secular audiences or I had mixes. Oh, I have secular people listening, but the core, the base are believers, and you do what God tells you to do. And so I rest in that, see? 
I rest in that, knowing that you can you hear from God, because you wouldn't even be listening to me. If you didn't like God, you would go someplace that they'd either give you a counterfeit of God or they'd give you a diversion to escape him. Okay, so thank you for donating, giving, and standing with me. I learned something very recently. I knew as a fact that if you had only 20% of the people with you in terms of a biblical revival and changing America, if you had 20% of the population, you could do it. I learned that. It's a fact. It's a fact that if you had 10% of the population, you could do it. It's a winnable war. I learned the fact that if you had only 4% of the population, you could win back the United States of America with only 4% of the population. But it's only in the last three months I discovered the lightning bolt in the head fact that, bam, with only 1% of the population, 1% of the population, you can win the spiritual battle and you can turn the tide towards victory with just 1%. Just 1%. But the prerequisite is that 1% has to be sold out to Jesus. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means you're sold out to Jesus. You have to be sold out to Jesus, and you have to be willing to humble yourself before God and receive by faith power from on high. Now, power from on high is the legitimate, biblical, dunamis, dynamite power of God that Jesus Christ said would come upon his disciples in um, the book of Acts. Power on high is not synonymous with acting like a psychotic, rolling on the floor, barking like a dog, and crazy town. That is not power from on high. That is temporal insanity. Okay? And I, I, I don't have a problem with people getting emotional and excited, crying, being delivered, demons being cast out, the miracles of God happening. I don't have a problem with any of it, as long as it's legit and not a counterfeit. Got it? Okay. Together, we can change it. We can change the direction. And that's the most important message. They are not as smart as they think they are. And by the way, right now, oh, we're going to get into this in other shows. I'm looking at the, the, the patent that Bill Gates and this corporation filed with the U.S. Patent Office. And I'm not going to come to a conclusion, but as I'm glancing at this patent, it's U.S. Patent 6, 754, 472, space capital B1. That's the name of the patent. And it's titled, listen carefully, Method and Apparatus for Transmitting Power and Data Using the Human Body. Using the Human Body. I told you about this a long time ago, and I told you about this in the last week. The graphene oxide and other properties that have been placed in your body through a Diverse spectrum of mechanisms, a diverse spectrum of mechanisms, I have to say allegedly for legal reasons, although I think it's a scientific fact, nevertheless, allegedly, um, those, those particles and those nanoparticles can be dispersed, but they can be, your body, when you get that stuff in you, your body becomes a broadcaster, a transmitter, and a receiver. And you say, I don't believe it. Or your friends say, I don't believe it. That's a conspiracy theory. I'm tempted to slap them in the face. You can't do that. They'll probably call the cops and arrest you for being an extremist. So don't do it. Um, but, I, but, you know, again, we have the documentation. We have the documentation for crying out loud. So it says right here, 
Bill Gates and the company he helped started. I gave you the U.S. patent number, and it says that this technology is called Method and Apparatus for Transmitting Power and Data Using the Human Body. So your body is like a cell phone tower. You get it? Eyes wide open. Okay, so let me just read you a commentary on the patent. Although this patent dates back to June 2004, it is now of utmost relevance. With possibly as many as half or more of the world's population having been injected, this is according to the author of the commentary on the patent, and I believe uh, Peter Koenig in Global Research. According to his research, um, and his research is most often impeccable, uh, he, he continues, as half or more of the world's population having been injected with a vaccine which contains electromagnetic graphene oxide. This electromagnetic substance plays an important role. The patent confirms that, quote, the human body is used as a conducive medium. The human body is used as a conducive medium. That means it's a transmitter, a broadcaster. Then it says in the patent, methods and apparatus for distributing power and data to devices coupled to the human body are described. Anything that operates on electromagnetic frequency. Okay, like that's a zillion things. Your cell phone, your laptop, the, your, your, your thing that rolls around the floor. Your, uh, I, I'm tempted to get into a really bad joke, but it would offend people. And I'm not going to do it. I'm tempted, but I'm resisting temptation big time because I know I get a lot of laughs. But the problem is I defend people. And I'm not going to do that. Okay, so. Um, So it says in the patent, digital data and or other information signals, audio signals, for example, can be modulated. That means changed, modified on the power signal using frequency, specific, now this is me, specific electromagnetic frequencies that they all have. A specific frequency has a number, but it says signal using frequency and or amplitude modulation techniques. So you modulate the signal, and you can move it from a non-lethal weapon to a lethal weapon. Now, this gives you, right here, it doesn't say it, but if you take it to its scientific, logical, technological conclusion, this ends up as a planetary, global electronic surveillance control system. And it, I believe it will usher in what is talked about in the book of Revelation with the Antichrist, the false prophet. The uh, implant, the mark of the beast, six six six. That's where this is going. It's a it's a global Luciferian system. So, what what do you do? You raise, you spread the word intelligently. You plant seeds. You don't in every dialogue you have with somebody. The goal is not to win the war. I mean, to win the debate. You know what I'm talking about. The goal is not to win the debate. You know, like karate style. Or, or, or like a special ops style, where you like uh, grab somebody and take them down in like this is forty-five seconds. That's not the goal because you'll win the argument, but but the the person that you could potentially have recruited and potentially have gotten to see the light, you you've embarrassed them, angered them, and then they get stuck in, in the black box. See, so you don't want to do that. 
you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You've got to listen to your intuition or your gut. You may just be doing pre-evangelism. You may just be softening them up for somebody else. You may just be planting some subtle seeds that in time will lead them to the conclusion of the truth. You don't go for a home run, bases are loaded every time you get up to the base. Okay, that's the point. Sometimes you got to get up there and be willing just to hit the ball right with the bat and get on first base or second base or whatever. The key is that you're obedient to God. If you're a glory hog and you just want to boast, you know, there's a time and place for getting on base, hitting the home run, and the bases are loaded. You, you, you're, 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 you have to be delicate like a surgeon. You have to be strategic. And this part is hard for Christians, but you need to do this. And I want you to write this on the inside of your heart and take it home, and it'll, it'll save your life and your children's life. The Bible tells—this is a hard thing for Christians, but you've gotta, you have to go with it. The Bible teaches us that we are to be harmless as doves but wise as serpents. So we need to be innocent, pure, holy, loving. But at the same time, in our methodology and strategy, we need to be wise as serpents, which means it may appear we're not giving in to Satan, we're not compromising to the power of Satan, but we need a high level of strategic, uh, you know, methodology that almost seems like it's satanic, but it isn't because we're rock-solid committed to Jesus Christ. So we're wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Now, if you have a problem with that dynamic, argue with the Lord, because I'm not going to back down on it. It's your job to believe the Word of God, understand the Word of God, and appropriate it in your life. So, with our children, do not allow the fact that if your children are not presently walking with the Lord, do not allow the evil one to put shame and guilt upon you as a Christian parent. You need the truth that'll set you free. I write about it in my books. I'll explain it to you. It will set you free. You need to know this fact. You didn't fail as a parent. Oh, maybe you weren't perfect, but no parent in history has ever been perfect. The reason your child is acting out in such hardcore rebellion against the Lord is because they were the, they, they were the victims of a massive psychological warfare program a PSYOPs program, a scientific propaganda, a scientific mind control program, a scientific social engineering program. All of this was thrown at their mind to bend, warp, and program their mind along an atheistic and occultic worldview. So they were sucked into the vortex of that Luciferian energy. So I'm not giving you, you know, like, I'm not saying you were perfect. I'm not, I wasn't perfect. But don't allow false guilt false shame to separate you or strip you from the confidence that you should have in planting seeds and attempting to love and reach your children and grandchildren and the people you know for Jesus Christ. So let's get to the bottom line. Okay, so so if you failed in some areas, so you blew it in some areas, so if you had to do it over again, you'd do it differently. Well, praise God. Welcome to the human race. You're the same as every parent who ever lived, including Christian parents. You're the same. You weren't perfect, but guess what? You kept at it, you kept at it, you kept at it. Now listen to me really carefully. That's why you still have to this day, and it may be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later after the fact you raise your children, I don't know, but proof of the fact that you are a woman and a man of God is this. You would not have the unrest, the tossing and turning. You would not have the, the feeling of guilt and remorse. You would not have the incredible spiritual burden and incredible desire 
and concern to win your children and grandchildren and the people in your life to Jesus Christ. None of those dynamics uh, would be happening in your life if you weren't genuinely born again, genuinely saved, and genuinely have God's approval, blessing, and anointing. God understands what you went through, so you need to understand what you went through, and allow the Lord right now in the name of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's Word, I speak to you in the authority of Jesus Christ, and I command the yoke of false accusation, the yoke of self-condemnation, the yoke of lies to be broken off you, and I set you free in the name of Jesus, and I believe you in Jesus' name that you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because in Revelation it says we overcame him, who? Satan, by, by our testimony and the power of the blood. The testimony is what Jesus did in our life. The power of the blood means the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all failure and sin. Therefore, you are, listen to me real carefully, man or woman or whatever, no matter how, time, how many times you failed, you keep at it, you keep at it, you keep at it, you keep at it, you keep at it till the day you die and you'll go to heaven. God knows your heart, and you wouldn't, you, the proof that you're a mighty man and mighty woman of God, despite what you may think momentarily, is the fact that you still have the burden after all those years. That's 100% evidence that your faith is solid gold, and you are a mighty man and a mighty woman of God. And I pray in Jesus' name that the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, despite your questions on it, that you would have the ability, a childlike ability, to receive it in your life, to receive power from on high. Allow the spirit of fear to be driven from your consciousness and take back what the devil has stolen. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Look, you want to know what this is all about? This is called the Paul McGuire Report. In really simple terms, I am methodically, strategically, and in a manner of pre-planning that incorporates a diversity of research lasting over 45 years. I am literally lighting a fire in the consciousness of millions of people all over the world. Not because I'm Billy Graham and I have, you know, when he, when he was alive, he had millions of dollars. Not because I'm some super rich person and blah, 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 blah. I, I know that this obedience to the Lord is going to be fruitful and multiply beyond anything that you and I can expect. I know that, that I know that, that I know that. And so I march forward by faith. Just I'm not the same as they are, but just like Joshua, just like Caleb, just like Joseph, just like Daniel, just like you, and every man and woman who walks with Jesus. God bless you. Spread it far and wide, your brother in Christ. Thank you for listening. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. <laughs>